Welcome to the Thriving Farmer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Kilpatrick. Our mission is to inspire, educate, and celebrate sustainable farming. We believe that you can build a profitable, sustainable farm that gives you true farm freedom. Join us as we talk to farmers, innovators, educators, and entrepreneurs to glean their top takeaways in business and life. Hey, Thriving Farmers, Michael Kilpatrick here with another episode of the Thriving Farmer podcast. Today, my guest is Stacey Bowles, who is with Smart Locavore. And Smart Locavore is a classified website that connects people directly with farmers and growers for local food in their area. It's a free platform that gives farmers more visibility and more direct sales in their pocket. Welcome to the podcast, Stacey. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get into the farming? Yeah, so I was born and raised on a beef farm in southwestern Ontario, Canada. Uh, My parents have about 300 acres outside of Listowel, Ontario. So born and raised, uh, my parents are still farming, although they are transitioning into semi-retirement, we'll call it. Um, They no longer have the beef cows as of this year. However, um, they're still cash cropping. So, I mean, my youth was spent... Uh, work in the farm, you know, slugging hay bales in the mow every summer and uh, helping with chores every day. Uh, that was part of how I was raised. Awesome. 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 So, and then what brought you into creating smart, smart local war? It was a bit of a light bulb moment last year during COVID. So I still live uh, in a agricultural community Uh, And here we have a very small grocery store. So I went to the grocery store to get the, you know, the basics and there was nothing left on the shelf, no eggs, no Mm. bread. Uh, It was super limited. Uh, And so I think from there, I was like, well, I know my neighbors have eggs down the road, but does everyone else know that? Do people know where they can actually get local food straight from a farmer? Mm. Um, And oftentimes it's less expensive than the grocery store. Uh, and so growing up too, my parents sold their beef to friends and family. Um, you know, they butcher a few times a year. Uh, so they kind of sold directly that way. And I think that was part of it as well, knowing that you can buy, you know, different products directly from the farmer. I was hoping to connect consumers directly with the farmers, uh, and give them more visibility, I guess. And just to let people know, you know, what's out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, um, and so how do people find, like, how do consumers find Smart Local Vore? What's the the marketing or kind of like the promotion strategy? I'm kind of, uh, you know, dipping into a little bit of everything right now. So I've done the Facebook and Instagram ads. Uh, I have social media set up, Instagram and Facebook. Um, you know, word of mouth, I've been doing interviews. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've been to farmer's markets. Hopefully the next stage will be actual farm shows. There's none currently where I live, uh, but that'll be the next phase. And right now I'm really working at driving the website traffic in so that the farmers and growers can get more transactions and more eyeballs on their products. Gotcha. So what is the, uh, the space for this? Is it across North America? Kind of talk to us a little bit about the, the site. Yeah. So my idea is to have it as a dedicated platform across North America. And I say this because there's already lots of sites that are just zoned into one geographical location. So for instance, where I live, I'm kind of in between two different counties. So, you know, I'm kind of looking at this website and looking at this website. And there's also Facebook groups that exist. 
you know, but they're, they're so, they're just such driven to one location. My idea is that if you're on your way to your cottage, you can find the roadside stand that's selling sweet corn in the summer or, you know, fresh blueberries up North. Or maybe if you're a snowbird from Ontario, heading down to Florida for the winter, you just hop on smart locavore and you can find what you need when you get down there. So I want it to be as easy as no matter where you are in North America, you can punch in your location and see what's around you. Gotcha. So what makes smart locavore different than other free options out there? From what I've seen, a lot of the sites are directories of farms. So when the consumer has to come on, they come onto the website and then, you know, they get the information for the farm, but that's about as far as it goes. They have to do the legwork to reach out to the farmer to see what they offer and to see what the pricing is. The difference is that Smart Local Vore is a listing service. So we have Kijiji here in Canada, which is huge. So it operates very similar to Kijiji. So you list your product and put your price on there. So, I mean, you could put your eggs for $3. You could put flowers on there, you know, that you're selling your bouquets for $10. It, it removes a lot of the legwork for the customer. So when they come on, they know exactly where it is, what it is, and how much it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then can you, is there a, a profile for the farm so you can learn more about the farm and, and kind of how they do their practices and that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. So when you come on the website, all it takes is an email address to sign up and then you create your profile. The best profiles, because people love to read about farms, the best profiles are the ones that have given information about their farm. You know, if someone's coming to buy something off them, they love knowing that it's a family farm. They love seeing a picture of the family or even the farm itself. So if you're signing up, take the effort to you know, describe a little bit about your operation, describe your farm, why you're doing it and how you're doing it, I guess. And I think also for Smart Locavore, I'm hoping that this kind of brings people back to learning about where their food comes from and how it's grown. This kind of opens the doors uh, for conversations with the farmers. Mm-hmm. So let's say, um, let's say someone logs in, sees a product, what do they do next? Um, so the platform has two options. There is, um, selling with online payment and selling without online payment. So if you've come across a listing where they're actually taking online payment, you could just buy, and then the transaction will flag the farmer or grower that you've purchased. And then there'll be communication between the two of you from there. Um, and the other way is if there's no online payment, um, you can hit the buy or contact button and it sends an email and a notification through the platform directly to the farmer to say, Hey, this person's interested in your product. And then it opens the doors to conversation. So the farmer and the buyer are um, responsible for setting up. If there's no online payment, they're responsible for setting up how they receive the payment and then also how they get the goods. So whether there's shipping involved or people just, you know, come to their farm. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so how, uh, with this then, um, so let's say I have 20 products. Is there a way to do like a CSV upload or do we have to you know, manually do a posting each by each? Yeah, it's manually posting each by each. If you want help, you can reach out to me and I'd be happy to help you. Okay. Um, and you could also just do a category posting if you didn't want to list everything. Like if you're selling pork, you could just have a listing for pork and then inside that listing have what you're selling and the pricing. Gotcha. I will say as well, if you have a website or a Facebook page, 
you can also link back to those. Um, so for people that aren't selling on the website, but want more traffic, cause essentially I'm free advertising, um, yeah. they can come on and make a listing and then just put, if interested, come back to our website and maybe that's where they sell everything. If they've got everything listed there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So you can just float the traffic back through there. Gotcha. So, you could just, so we could just do a general farm post and then that would just link back to our online Shopify store. Absolutely. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so let's talk, let's talk about other types of products too. What other types of products are you hoping that farmers will list on there? Cause obviously, you know, vegetables, meat, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, what about let's say agritourism? Yes. So there's a category on there for, it's called adventure farms, but essentially that's what it is. Um, so if you're doing sunflower tours, if you've got a farm where people can come pet the animals, you know, please list it there. Cause people love coming out and seeing the farms. Uh, there's also uh, handmade products on there. I think there's an alpaca farm that sells handmade goods, like they're okay. Stock, so that's on there. Um, I did have someone list recently. They asked me if I could create a category for hay and straw sales. Um, so that's on there. And then there's category for firewood. I was actually uh, discussing this with someone recently. And uh, I was saying, you know, most farmers have firewood that they sell, or even just people that put it at the end of their laneway. Mm -hmm. and he said, he said he was on his way to the cottage and normally he can find firewood everywhere. But that day he spent an hour driving around trying to find firewood. And I said, well, oh, wow. yeah. ideally down the road, you know, when smart locavore is more established, you just pop on there and figure out where you're getting your firewood for your camp. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be much, much easier. All right. So then how do you get the consumer? Cause you talked about, you know, reaching farmers, but like, obviously to make this work, we need to reach a lot of consumers with this. Um, you know, you talked about some social media or any other strategies you're thinking of using to kind of reach the, the masses. Well, most of it's social because I'm trying to reach such a wide range, like throughout North America. And I mentioned the farm shows too. I feel like those would be fantastic once they exist. Um, I have to do some research to see if there's any going on in the States in the next few months. I know there's none in Canada, mm -hmm. but yeah, I have a few ideas as well uh, up my sleeve. I'm just working on uh, crafting out how they're going to work out. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to make traction very quickly. Um, so I've been kind of turning my wheels a lot, uh, the past few weeks to kind of get word out there as quick as I can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. So where do you see the next steps for smart local I mean, what are the next big, uh, what's the big picture look like? The big picture, honestly, five years down the road, I'm hoping, or maybe it's 10 years, but I'm hoping that smart local will be a household name where people know they can come to find local food and agriculture items direct from the farmers. You know, I'm hoping when someone says smart locavore, someone else will be like, oh yeah, I know that website. Yeah. Um, the idea is that it will always be free for the farmers and growers. And that goes back to my roots. I know how hard it is to be a farmer and I know how labor intensive it is. So I'd really like to keep it that way. Um, but yeah, I'm just working on you know getting the visitors and getting more transactions for the farmers. And I should say too that this isn't just for big farmers. This is for somebody that's got backyard chickens that has a few dozen extra eggs this week. It's for somebody, you know, maybe who had grandchildren that grew sweet corn this year and they sell it at a farm stand. Um, it's really, or even a backyard gardener that had extra produce this year because you can come on and list and delete at your own leisure. Uh, and it's super quick. It's really for anyone that's got something local ish to sell. 
Mm-hmm. 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 Um, now, how would you say this differs from like the other free options out there? Because like there's Facebook Marketplace. Uh, so kind of talk to you know, me, what would be the advantages of people listing on Smart Local Vore? Yes, we should actually be talking about this. Um, so Facebook has introduced a new policy, which they're just rolling out. It hasn't affected everyone yet, but I'm not sure how long it'll be until it does. Essentially, they're banning the sale of all animal byproducts. So currently, those that are using Facebook Marketplace and getting a lot of traffic from there, um, some of those sales have just either completely dried up or are just trickling in now. So you'll notice on Facebook Marketplace, people are trying to get, um, you know, a little strategic with their postings. So yeah, for instance, eggs, you can't list eggs. So people are putting butt nuggets, which is funny and great that they can still do that. But yeah. The normal customer doesn't know to search butt nuggets. Yes. Their eggs, right? Yes. Um, yep. So I th- it's good for smart local board because, you know, the people that are having struggle or struggling with Facebook marketplace and even just having their own Facebook page where they advertise their products, um, they can come on and not have any issues with my site. Um, and I think to the other pieces, the Facebook groups are fantastic and a lot of people support them. I mean, I myself am part of a lot of Facebook groups for local food, but if you're looking for something, you often have to scroll through lots and lots of posts. So, and sometimes it can be very difficult to find what you need. So I'm hoping that smart local board is a little bit easier to use in that respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Facebook has decided to uh, be the big brother on a lot of things. Yes. Very unfortunate. So what products seem to be the most popular? Mm. Good question. It's so spread out right now. Um, from what I can see, there has been a lot of, uh, I'll call them conversations, not necessarily transactions, but conversations with beef farmers. That's a big one. Uh, produce was really big for a bit too, because it was the middle of summer. Uh, I'm hoping that switches over to, uh, you know, people looking for pumpkins and like their fall harvest items. Uh Uh, and flowers were actually quite big as well. Okay. Earlier in the season though, it was CSAs. So those with the, the vegetable shares, that was a big one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that would be something to list on there to make sure that's listed for our place too, would be this, you know, I think too, we could list categories. Like we could obviously say, Hey, come to the farm stand, but then you could also have a separate listing for CSA. So someone types in CSA is going to pop up to the top. Absolutely. And I think too, like, it's good to post it way before you even have it available. Right. So people know about it and kind of have it in the back of their mind of like, Oh yes, you know, I did want the CSA this year, you know, so maybe somewhere they make a note of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now what is some of your most active regions too? The biggest one right now is the province of Ontario and that's because it's my home turf. So I've done a lot of legwork there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm hoping now the site has nearly a thousand listings with the largest share being in Ontario. So I'm hoping it starts to spread out a little bit more now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Absolutely. All right. Anything else that you want to share with our audience? I think just that it's, it's a free site. So take advantage of it. There's literally zero risk to use it. So if you're wondering if it's right for you, put a listing up and, uh, be patient because I'm working on driving in traffic. I'm still new. Um, I had a site redesign in two, or January of this year and started from scratch. So, you know, every day I'm growing, uh, and there's lots of work going on behind the scenes, but yeah, throw a listing up, be patient. 
it's free advertising for you. So I'm just, I'm trying to help the farmers out. All right. Well, Stacy, we appreciate that and uh, everything you're doing over there at Smart Local Vore and people go check it out, smartlocalvore.com. Yes. Stacy, thanks so much for coming on today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm back with another tip with our friends at Harvest Host. Molly, talk to us about kind of like the cycle of marketing that working with Harvest Host helps farms build. Yeah, absolutely. We really value um, our host and we want to make sure they're being seen and heard outside of just our members stopping. So we are um, always trying to find new ways to push your brand for you. So on your host profile page, you're able to include your social media pages. If you have a Facebook page, Instagram handle, TikTok, Twitter, wherever you might be on social, you can highlight those. You can include your website. So more traffic will come into your specific website, or if you have an ordering program, if you have um, e-commerce items, or if you're selling online to try to push other customers there as well. Um, but the other side of it is our community is very um, connected. So we have a Facebook following on our specific Facebook page with Harvest Hosts of over 100,000 mm. followers and um, viewership. And they are consistently recommending host locations to each other, places they've stayed that they've loved. And so we're able to push your business kind of organically that way as well, where if they have a great stay at a specific farm location, they'll talk about it in their community. You're able to highlight it on your profile. And then Harvest Host also does a great job of highlighting our host locations and tagging them on our social pages as well. So a lot of opportunity to really increase the visibility of your brand through these digital assets, but then also just nationally with these RVers coming from all over the country, um, talking about your business and the time they have there. Awesome. So let's say you have great breakfast sausages and someone buys them, they leave a review, talk about them. Other campers, RVers can say, oh, look at this. They have an awesome <laughs> breakfast sausage and they're going to come to your place because they want to try it out. So that's exactly very, right. Very cool. So there you have it. Another episode in the books. So I'd love if you would hop on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. Those mean everything to us. We love to hear what you're thinking. If you have a podcast guest that you can recommend, please pop on over to the Thriving Farmer podcast website and leave us a review. That's thrivingfarmerpodcast.com.